0: би <связи> би <связи> <связи> <связи>
1: Welcome to Essential Conversations. I'm your host, Rebecca Mears, with my co-host, Luca Alex. And this week, joining us in the studio, we have Lori Corquera, who is from Spark. Creations and Company Incorporated. And I've been connected with Lori on Facebook for a long time and watching these interesting things that her business does and what she seems to stand for. And Luca, you have act- I only just met Lori today. Hooray! <laughs> I love doing that. Bring people Yeah, this was one of
0: those interesting crossovers where you said, oh, I've got somebody new to come on the show and told me who it was. And I said, oh, I've known Lori for years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm going to pass it over to you. How do you know Lori for years?
0: Well, we, we met and was another one of the n- m- myriad of networks things that I've been doing around mm-hmm. the city and this was women's networking at the time. Mm-hmm. And that that we were just saying that that was the beginning of you starting Spark Creation. So it was um you were you were launching out of your old job and into your new creation yes. at that time. Yes. And and everything was brand spanking, sparkly, new <laughs>
1: sparkly. Yeah. And now you're
0: now you're at that place where you've been doing it yes. for a while, and you've got that bulk of of successful um, endeavors under your belt, yes. and I'm really looking forward to hearing about them today because they 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 fascinate us, and we were just saying that we've Thank we've you. come out of a similar background in human resources, so yes. um, which is all about people and getting the best and the most out of people. What did you think HR was going to be about when you went into it? And what have you carried out of that and into what you did subsequently?
2: Uh, Well, first of all, I want to thank you both for having me on the show and and just creating the space for us to share our stories. Uh, So yeah, HR, when I first got into HR, I knew I, I loved people and wanted to support people in some way. That was always part of giving back and community development. But when we went to school for HR, it was really about, you know, performance management systems and HRS and compensation and benefits. So there was this kind of foundational HR kind of task that we had to do, but it was very task oriented and transactional. Where I am today, I don't even use the word HR. It's really about people and elevating the human spirit for me. And so that's kind of where I've evolved.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, and in, in, in what I came out of it was a similar kind of thing. Yeah. It was, I, I you know, the business background is really important. It's the That's the more traditional linear aspect of, mm-hmm. what, of what we were doing. But then there was the other piece, which wasn't being addressed in the years that I was in it, mm-hmm. was a, addressed a little more in the years that you were in it, and you've taken it that step further, which is about how do we bring our essence to work mm-hmm. so that, I mean, you were just saying that one of your programs <laughs> is called that, right? Mm-hmm. What, um, What is essence for
2: you? Mm-hmm. I believe essence is really knowing who our true self is. I believe that we were born to love. We were born as who we're supposed to be. But then we start growing up and we start having these experiences. And somehow we start to, you know... It changes, and we the start outside to, influences start. coming Yeah, and we start to you know we start to second guess who we truly are, and so I believe as adults now is that it's our duty to go back to that core, and that is the essence. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you
0: um, help people to bring that essence back out of themselves again, mm. because we're making the assumption. Mm-hmm. I, I believe we're making the assumption that it's always been in there. It's always right? been it in just there, just yep. a little covered over. For sure. When people start to bring that back out again, mm-hmm. what are the results that you've been seeing through the work that you've been doing with people?
2: For sure. It's, it, if they have the courage to, to do the work and to dig deep and learn more about themselves, all the colors of who they are, because there's, there's going to be some moments. And, where you, <laughs> and you've got a rainbow across <laughs> yeah. your chest right now yeah. and it with, says love. For sure. Because right? yeah. there's so many parts of who we are and some of it is scary. And I think that's the reason why we hold back in learning more about ourselves. But if they have the courage to do the work and and really um, learn more about who they are, then I believe what ha- what happens is that there's this love that they find for themselves. And I went through that personally, which is why we started doing the work that we did. When I started to fall in love with myself again, it changed everything. It was it was almost like you know when you get the butterflies in your stomach and you've got this crush and you're like, what is this feeling that I'm. I'm having. And I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know that I didn't know myself. I just kind of went through life and checked off all the boxes and did what my parents told me. And then what my, you know, husband, now ex-husband told me, my boss, my ex-boss now, you know, it was all these influences. And until you realize who you truly are, then you're making decisions according to what other people want for you. It's, it's kind of like playing
0: with a deck of cards where mm. a whole bunch of the cards have been removed.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? When That's you get the cards beautiful. back
0: again, you think, oh, wow, look at this. this a, there's a whole
2: deck here I didn't yes, know
0: about. Yes, there's a whole deck for yeah, sure, for sure. Mm. So tell us a little bit about Spark and, and um, what it is that you've been doing. So mm-hmm. if I were to come to you mm-hmm. um, as one of these people who've had my essence sort of dimmed mm-hmm. um, what,
2: what, what would I experience right. coming into an experience with you well, we've, we've come full circle. So when we first started, very similar to both of you, we did women's tr- retreats because it was our own personal experience. I had gone through a divorce. I went to see a coach. The coach helped me to find my values and purpose. I had this aha moment. I'm like, we have to share this. Like, there's what is out there that's doing this. And at the time, there wasn't as much as what it, what there is today. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's blown up. It's like blown up, right? More, which I think is really exciting. Which is amazing. There's room for
0: everybody out yeah, there.
2: Yeah, for, for women and, and men, which is great. Uh, so that was the whole start of it is that we wanted to create a space where people or women could fall in love with themselves, um, learn how to receive love, too. I think that was the hardest mm-hmm. thing is like mm-hmm. we're, we're so used to doing everything on our own and putting ourselves kind of at the bottom and putting everyone else on top. So that was another thing. And then being able to be around like the sisterhood, because I grew up in, uh, you know, growing up, I didn't have a good experience or support system as it related to women. So there was a lot of trust issues. So Spark really opened me up and I was like, wow, there's, you know, when we're, we're together, this support and collaborative and and circle, um, it's amazing. So that was the start of it. Then we had some of those women wanting to bring the work to to their companies and we're like, oh, could we really do this? At the time, a lot of companies weren't interested in doing anything personal. It's about keeping your personal and and professional life separate. Well, fast forward to 2018, it's all about bringing your whole Mm. self. It's all about diversity and inclusion and belonging. Well, to create a a culture of belonging, you need to have the safe space, physical and emotional, Mm. For people to show up as them as themselves and, and not make be that contribution, right? and make because that contribution, because otherwise you're
0: they, well, they they back. are this wonderful resource and they're only bringing part of their resources yes. to the table.
2: Yes, and still, you know, sadly, uh, some of the organizations that we do come across, they struggle with it still because mm-hmm. they don't really know what that looks like or how to it's do a, it.
1: It's a real shift. It's it's um, we've got the the uh, the whole capitalistic structure, the way that corporations mm-hmm. are built. I mean, it, it's really pulling things through from this very masculine approach, which um, we as a society and all of us have, have played into creating this, you know, um, that the rational way, the logical way, the best – I'm using air quotes now – the best way for making money, for developing mm-hmm. business is to be divorced from yeah. emotions, from mm-hmm. that whole – like you were saying before, like that whole rounder part of your life, the whole personal part of well, your life. Well, it was life.
0: considered to be unprofessional. Yeah. Right? And yeah. therefore – like I'm, I'm a bit older than you, but it was considered to be female and, and therefore not professional. So so we worked hard not to bring that part of yeah. ourselves to work. I think to the detriment of organizations.
1: So I'm really happy we're to be in a different place. I mean, I have to say that's one of the things that's kept me out of working in mm-hmm. in general working for other people bottom mm-hmm. line for mm-hmm. a very long time so i'm kind of there's a part of me that's going oh really yeah like, mm-hmm. sitting it's up exciting to, with its ears perking yeah. like mm-hmm. really things are changing out there like because mm-hmm. that makes me i'm um, excited so what what what's happening now how are you seeing that showing up well you
2: know i think that there's just more conversations about it i mean obviously there's there's like the big ones that have happened, you know, in the government, it's so, in the US, it's so uh, obvious yeah. what's happening there. There's the Me Too. I mean, there's lots of, uh, the society is now reacting to it and it's finally come forward that, wait a minute, we need to make sure that we have gender equality, mm-hmm. that people have uh, a place where they can share their voice and show up authentically. And there isn't a difference between being personal and professional because you're still one person. Mm-hmm. And when you have to actually, Put on a mask when you get off the elevator and go to work. It takes more energy to be someone else, and mm-hmm. no wonder our parents and our grandparents were tired at the end of the day and couldn't wait to get out. Like four fifty nine, my mom was like, w- you know, just waiting to close yeah. up her computer and walk out of her her work because she was tired trying to be someone else mm-hmm. than just to be herself. And and yeah. she, you know, I think that um, there's certain people that are still. It's hard for them to understand when we even talk about being authentic because they're like, well, wait a minute. You you, you don't want to just come and show all your emotions like, you you know, we don't want you to bring all your baggage to work. But it's not about that. You Mm. still want to be respectful. What we're saying is that we want to if you are having a hard time, share it. so Mm. We can have conversations about it and we can support you. And then. The only reason why conflict happens is because we haven't done the work to Mm -hmm. understand who we are. So then we bring all of that, and it's pain that's showing up.
1: Right, pain that hasn't been dealt with. Well, you can't
0: manage yourself if you you don't know what's going on with yourself. So the self-awareness has to come first in order that the responsibility for self can come second. That's right. And the asking for help and accepting it can come third. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering too. If uh, do you think this relates over to um, we've got a shift in the workforce as well, where we have new generations coming in. Mm-hmm. Old practices. There used to be you could you'd have a career within one job. Right for. Decades, and it, there was a sense of security, loyalty from the company, and that I know has shifted. And there's been quite a lot of narrative about the fact that both sides now—it's like the the ones who um, employees who mm-hmm. are coming in—they're not feeling loyalty because they haven't been receiving loyalty. They have to keep um, finding somewhere new. They get downsized, whatever the reason is. Um, and yet from the from the workplace side, people will ghost. It's like they'll show up and then they'll just leave. They're very easy to hip hop away to something else that looks better. What I'm thinking is that by actually stretching the paradigm within the workplace and making it more uh, encompassing and welcoming for our whole selves, perhaps that's creating a different kind of bond. Even if we accept and expect that there's going to be turnover, you can still be... Maybe build more community even with a shorter amount of time mm-hmm. and a more real or vibrant community
2: you know when you when you ask me about what's shifting, what you're talking about, that's the shift, is that we people are more awake now. And then the children, or the not children anymore, but I guess the next generation, Generation Z, that are in the workplace, we, we've we now raised them to be a certain way. So they're going to ask for what they want <laughs> because we said you could do whatever you want and and be who you have, whoever you want to be. And they have access to everything and can start. So that's why it's so important for companies to create that environment because... They have choice now. I think mm-hmm. back then, my mom didn't have choice. She mm-hmm. was just so happy to have that job, and she was there for like thirty-five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, for me, she would, can't, she can't understand why I would I would quit my job and start a business when I had a really good-paying job, an executive role, stable, been there for eight years. Why would you give that up? <laughs> and and because that's what she'd been striving I for, know, right? Right. Yeah. But that is that is where it is, and I don't think it's just a generational thing. I think now, e- you know, even. People, you know, that are older than yeah. me, they're they're wanting more now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like it's like Maslow's of hierarchy where we we've got the house, we've got the job, we've you know we've got a comfortable spot in our lives now. We want love and belonging now, and mm-hmm. now we want self actualization. Yeah,
1: which is purpose. Yeah. Well, and you can you can see too. I mean, at any I think at any point in history, the um, youth will embrace something more quickly, mm. and as it percolates through society than people you know in older generations may still I mean they, we can look at this with, with something like technology mm-hmm. but when we're talking about it in terms of what makes a satisfying career to to I mean I can I can see this coming up in conversations with my father right in terms of what he thinks um working looks like and what reasonable expectations for what work looks like and what of yourself you should be putting into work looks like versus what I'm choosing to create for myself what I'm willing to go through to do that mm-hmm is I think it opens up the question of, well, why have I been settling? Do I want, maybe I want that too. And so at first we kind of make other people wrong because they're choosing something different. But then maybe it starts to look kind of shiny. <laughs> and people are like, well, well I guess, well, what, 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 about, what about, me? about me? What about me? Maybe, maybe yeah. I do want that.
2: <laughs> you know what? I just thought about that now too uh, as you were sharing that, is that my mom didn't have Facebook. There wasn't any internet, right? Right. So not only were they influenced by their parents to save, save, save and get that job, and because of their circumstances, they came from the Philippines. So like, you know, of course they're going to stay at one job. They're so mm-hmm. lucky to even be in Canada and be making money. So definitely, you know, it's changed that now that uh, you know whoever, all of us, we have access to everything. We see what pe- what's possible. We're not possible. So isolated exactly. anymore, right? So well, that you can you can.
0: You, when you're siloed, when you when you only have a certain amount of access to information and other people and other opinions and even other generations, you make different decisions than when you can get out there on
2: an Internet and find out that you're not all alone.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. But when you yeah, when you see someone else like an Oprah or a Tony Robbins, you're thinking oh, maybe I could be like them. Like, maybe yeah. I want more of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So there's just more access to information that's yeah. very influential now, too. I think so to
1: yeah. people. So I have a question for you, but um, let's just remind our listeners. Um, we're listening to,
0: we're, <laughs> we're conversing with, cre- creating community with Lori Coquera, <laughs> uh, co-founder of Spark Creations and Company Inc. Inc. I like inc. the Inc
1: at the end. <laughs> yes.
0: Here on Essential Conversations.
1: And I'm wondering from you, Lori, you... We're in HR and you left and you've alluded to a few times, but I don't know if you've said like, can you dig deeper? What? Because it's a bold move to walk away from a job that's stable and secure, Mm -hmm. that there's a lot of pressure that comes from outside and from every way, like societal Mm -hmm. pressure, parent pressure, partner pressure, um, pressures of our own stories in our brain about what security and trajectory of life looks like. Mm -hmm. So what made you walk away Mm -hmm. and start something new that was yours?
2: Right, right. Well, first of all, I had a partner. Uh, Her name is Eileen Delatorre. And when I was going through the life-changing experience, and started to open up to this world of community and collaboration and women and networking. Uh, I reached out to her and I said, hey, you know, I want to start a, a monthly thing where we get together with other women so I could learn from each we can learn from each other, kind of like a mastermind group. And it was from one of those meetings that she presented this idea of Spark. And so it was a side hustle. We didn't know if we were going to do something full time. We just thought, let's just try this out because we know we like it. Let's just see if anyone else likes it. And the first retreat was mostly our, our friends and our family, 18, uh, 19 women to be exact. Uh, and uh, the moment we said welcome, I cried. I knew exactly that th- this was home. And, uh, so we did that for maybe a, a year more. And then that, that's, then we transitioned out of that. We thought, you know what? I want to do this full time. How can we make it work? And then that was it. We just kind of made that decision and shifted and quit. But the reason why I was able to quit my job, um, was I just prepared for it. Like it was time. This would have been my third time trying to quit. And I went into the meeting and I had my notes and I said, uh, I'm only going to be here for ten minutes. I have one particular thing I need to say, and I'm resigning. Here's the reason why I'm resigning, and I'm starting. I'm going to go all in because he already knew that Spark was was started, and that was it. And uh, never looked back. That same year, I called off my wedding as well, <laughs> and sold my townhouse. You were really big oh, and brave that year. Well, as soon as you you do something fear like you know courageous that way, I had no fear. I'm like, okay, might as well do this, and then that was it. And I just kept going. Yeah, and it made me stronger. Talk about huge change in your life at yes, that time, a lot and of that's stressful
0: too, right? Yeah. So thank God you had the support system of mm-hmm. the women around you yes. to be able to support you through that huge change in life. Those huge changes, because yes. there were several.
2: Yes. Yeah. Wow. And that's the biggest thing I learned is that asking for help is a strength. I didn't know that at the time. I was a very misindependent. Um, you know my my mom was a single mom and, uh, you know, I thought I had to take care. I was an older sister, Mm -hmm. so I always had to take care of things or people around me, Mm -hmm. and that's part of my, you know, I have a a weakness to that. I like to rescue, and as a coach, you know, you're not supposed to rescue, so I (laughs) had to learn how about about self-management and and holding back and trying to rescue when they're in this pain and just wait, 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 just ask a question, pause, (laughs) just listen and let them get to where they need to get to. It, It took a while to learn that asking for support. Now I just love asking for support, like any time I need help, and that's one of the things that uh, that we share at that retreat. Yeah.
0: So how has um, how has your business evolved mm-hmm. over the last few years? Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're talking about the, the those nascent steps that you took and yes. and what it was like when you shifted into it full time. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that because this is about people's personal evolution, mm-hmm. that there's that the whole business has gone through an evolution mm-hmm. at the same time. For sure. And therefore, you and lean have also gone through an
2: evolution. Mm-hmm. You know, every time we did a retreat, it was different because we were we were growing ourselves. I had just learned about my values and purpose maybe a few months before we started facilitating and sharing and leading a workshop on it. So as we were going through those retreats, we were learning and growing As as well throughout the process, so Mm. that was a gift, and then for the business, oh my gosh, like what we did before when we started, we were so shy. You know, we'd go into a meeting and there would be all these men, and you know, and it was very much tech environment because that's where I came from. Mm. And uh, I remember they were asking what your purpose was, or what you know, what do we do, and. We our purpose is creating and inspiring loving human connections. But I heard Eileen say, "Creating and inspiring human connections." She left the word love out. Right. And so back then there was some fear for right. sure. Are they going to like yeah. us? Does this Are they pro- going to
0: judge us for putting love into what we're doing?
2: Exactly. Do they? You know, when we talk about personal values, they would always say, "Well, what does that have to do? Like, how practical is that?" Well, why would my leaders want to learn? Or how, you know, what would, how would that be significant? What's what?
1: love got to, do, <laughs> I know. got to do with it? <laughs> yes. But, uh, but the thing is, when we don't have love in it, um, we go off the rails. This is where our ethics go wonky. We are not um, acting in the best interests of people because it is love that keeps us oriented. is to right and wrong, up and down, and doing what's best for people, doesn't it?
2: There's only love and fear. Yeah. There's only love and fear. And, you know, there's a just recently jack ma who is the founder of alibaba in china I don't if you know if you remember if you know of him anyway he was saying in this article he was quoted that the most important skill is the love quotient the lq because we talk about iq then we moved and shifted to eq and now he's saying it has to be the lq because you can be smart and you can know about your emotions but you got to take action on it and and have compassion and empathy so you know, I know it, it's out there. I know that people are starting to shift. It's just taken a long time, but that's the biggest change, Luca, is that, you know, before we were really more fearful, We did, I probably, you know, changed the words that I, I would want to say on our programs just so that people would understand what we're trying to say because we didn't want them to say no before we even you know, went through the door. Now it's completely different. Now we're being braver, all of us. And I can say we because I'm doing the same thing. I used to
0: not talk about intuition in the same breath as I talk about a workplace. And I can do it now. In fact, I insist on doing it now, right? So we're, we're making brave changes in terms of language, and language shapes our expectations and our ability to talk about what has
2: real meaning for us, Mm -hmm. right? And I noticed that the same people, um, yes, for sure, and I noticed that the same people... Who are triggered by intuition or even the word love is just because they're uncomfortable with it or they don't know what it is, mm-hmm. so they're just responding with it. So I before I used to be all defensive, like, how can you not what, know what love is? Like, don't you love your kids? <laughs> <laughs> don't you love your dog or your cat? Uh, but they're just not used to no, seeing it's just that. In the famil- context. Lack of
0: familiarity, right? Yes. So if we bring it out and we start using it more and talking about it, and making it the norm, mm-hmm. and, and everybody's more comfortable.
1: And also that whole like very deliberate divorcing of emotions from work, rationality versus emotionality. And I mean, you mentioned before about how when you're starting this reaching out for women and women have been so very well programmed, we have programmed ourselves, we've been been programmed, you know, it is thorough that we are here to serve and we are, our needs come second. We really have to go against programming and training to to learn how to receive and how to take care of ourselves but the same way with the emotions right in the workplace we might be able to know up here that these are things that are positive at her head i'm pointing (laughs) at my temple (laughs) um uh, but to actively then move to a position of, of engaging and welcoming it, using that language in the workforce, it's going to feel like putting a shoe on the wrong foot for a while.
2: For a while, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. But, then,
1: but then it is something we are familiar with. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do. it's nice to be able to be consistent with my language throughout yes. without having to leave it at the door. I exactly. think
0: it's also a myth mm, that emotions didn't come to work with us. We didn't acknowledge yeah. them. We didn't have a way of dealing with them. We didn't, and therefore also didn't have any training around it. Mm-hmm. But my experience when in the 10 years that I spent in the corporate world was that emotions were live, alive and well,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but, but they weren't being dealt with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... You know, people and I was working the hospital. I was Mm -hmm. in the hospitality industry Mm -hmm. for a a good chunk of that time, Mm -hmm. where there's a a very high divorce rate Mm -hmm. because it's crazy hours, right? And that wreaks havoc on people's personal lives. So, so people would be going through divorce, um, or they'd be going through struggles with their families. They were uh, so raising kids and and especially raising kids through divorce. We also had um, like 45 different nationalities represented in the hotel I was working in. So you have a lot of people with their families split between one country and another, or new immigrant families where people, a lot of people were coming in at that time from, um, from Vietnam and Laos and places mm-hmm. where they had been war-torn. Mm-hmm. So, so we had all of that coming in, and, and people needed support around all of this it. So it was all there but we had no tools to with which to address it mm-hmm. so I think that there's a, a sort of a measure of relief now
2: mm-hmm. at
0: being able to talk about it and reach out and find some tools mm-hmm. with which to to deal mm-hmm. with um, all of these things that were present anyway yeah.
2: Yeah, that's
1: correct. I feel like it's time for us to play one of your songs. Sure. Which one do you feel most drawn to at this moment?
2: I would love to do the Michael Jackson and end with the other song.
1: All right. Sounds good. So the first song here, Michael Jackson, Justin Timberlake, Love Never Felt So Good. Why have you chosen that? Would you like to tell us before we listen to it or after? Sure.
2: I'll just tell a little bit about it. Uh, So I love Michael Jackson. I'm a huge fan. And of course, uh, Justin Timberlake. Um, But this is about love. And when I first heard this this song, I was so excited. And so the story behind it is that Eileen came over and we were supposed to do a, a quarterly strategy session and I, you know, came across song, I said, would you mind, let's just make a, a quick video uh, on YouTube. So we did a dance video to it, and we put it, in, and we had, like, little signs about Sparks, so <laughs> it has a lot of meaning for Aww, us. Aw, yeah.
1: that's really cool. <laughs> I don't know that I've heard it before. <laughs> I don't know how I missed it, but I'm go- I'm enjoying I'm enjoying that we're going to play it now. Alright, we will listen to Michael Jackson and Justin Timberlake singing Love Never Felt So Good, and we will be back in the studio with Laurie Corquera in just a few minutes.
3: Uh. Yes. <laughs> uh. Let me see you move Come on, come on, come on uh, yeah. Dance uh, Let me see you move Baby Love never felt so good They'd die like they never could Not like
1: respectfully acknowledge that we broadcast on unceded ancestral territory of the Coast Salish peoples, the Squamish, the Musqueam, the Coquitlam, and the tsleil We are here with Lori Corquera co-founder of Spark Creations and Company Incorporated, and we were just listening to Michael Jackson and Justin Timberlake singing, Love never felt so good. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: We're doing our, <laughs> our little Friday afternoon dance in the studio. Yeah. It's good. We love dancing. Though. <laughs>
1: um, and so we're talking with Lori about, you know, the whole journey. Mm-hmm. All So tell me what's been your biggest learning mm-hmm. while you've been working on your Spark creations.
2: Hmm. You know, when you make a plan, (laughs) (laughs) that's all you gotta say. (laughs) It never is what you expect it to be. So, you know, I think it's great to have a vision and it's great to have some goals. And then I, I like to call it more intentions than goals because for us, it's just how we want to be and what we intend to create, but stay open to the outcome and to how that's going to actually Um, be created so and I think the other thing is that you never do anything alone it's a co-created experience and a lot of where we are today it's because of our spark family we you know we wouldn't uh, have been able to grow without them and I was just sharing with you during the song break uh, that um, Eileen, when she decided to go to the Philippines temporarily had she not done that, we wouldn't have known to bring other people on because I didn't want to do it by myself. Mm-hmm. And the moment that she left, we're like, okay, well, I don't want to be facilitating by myself. And I, and I like working with people. That's the reason why we did it together. Mm-hmm. So then we brought people on. And little by little, we realized, wow, this is, this is amazing. And that's how our business grew when we started to bring other people on.
1: That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You grow bigger mm-hmm. yourself, and then you yeah. suddenly you can grow more out there. Yeah. yeah. And I had to let go. Yeah. Yeah, Wow, that was a huge yeah. learning experience. Like, oh, and and experience.
0: pass your skills on mm-hmm. um, to a team of people who are going to learn from you but also teach
2: back to you through their own growth for sure we brought facilitators that had a wide range of experience like jennifer was had psychology and, and like she'd been doing it way longer than i have and so she had so much experience and then leah as well had so much experience um with her improv and her acting so yeah it was it was great i learned so much from everyone that we've connected with have you had people
0: that went through the early programs who want to now come back and do your more recent ones because things have changed and there's and there they're even richer and there's more stuff
2: in them that wasn't there in the early programs because you didn't know yet. Yeah, for sure. I think that we've been fortunate that some of our corporate clients, um, and I hate saying corporate clients because they're just people, <laughs> but right. but yeah. people within an organization, yeah. um, they've come back. We've we've done business with them. You know, maybe. F- Three or four times, and it's mm-hmm. wonderful that they keep coming back, and we've we've developed that relationship and trust, and we keep sharing. Hey, this is what we come up with that's new. Mm-hmm. I think for our retreat, which we brought back after two years, uh, that was really amazing. We had two people that had done our retreats from before that came back and wanted to learn again. Again, this time was actually Jennifer and Leah that facilitated it. So it was mm-hmm. first time for Eileen and I to participate in the retreat that we created, and that oh, was wow. That was yeah. an interesting. That that's was like interesting. a mirror, right? Oh, it was amazing. It was it was. That's so gift.
1: important too Mm -hmm. wow yeah Yeah. and how much did you learn from that oh
2: so much (laughs) well it was it was great to just learn more about myself Mm because I was a participant and I hadn't you know you you can't do that when you're facilitating as much unless you go to someone else's retreat but for us to do that within a retreat that we had created it was beautiful it was a beautiful and enriching experience well especially since you started this whole thing because of
0: Uh, uh, An experience in self-awareness that you had that was valuable to you at the Mm -hmm. time. So now you're coming full circle and looking at yourself again. You must have noticed some
2: differences. A lot of differences. Actually, this year has been um, um, a life-changing I mean, every year, every moment of my life is Mm life-changing, but in particular I hadn't really looked at my values for almost a decade. And so going back to a retreat and and having uh, someone uh, another facilitator that was part of our team Christine Constable helped me to redefine my values. That that changed everything. It actually inspired me to write a book. So I'm I'm currently writing a book. Ooh, yeah. How exciting is that? Yeah, very very exciting and scary. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you've brought uh, one of your show and tell items today was a picture of a figure eight knot from climbing. Mm -hmm. And you wanted to tell us a story about that.
2: I do. Uh, So rock climbing has been uh, a passion of, of mine for a long time, but I started really late. I wish I had started in my teens, but I didn't start till like my early 20s. But as soon as I felt the rock and I saw the summit <laughs> because there's, when you climb, there's certain places that not everyone gets to see because it's, it's you have to climb <laughs> up that route. But it allowed me, it was my form of meditation. It allowed me to have this self-reflection, and I wasn't competing with anyone else except myself. Like, I had to make sure I wasn't, you know, physically fit and emotionally and mentally ready to climb. So you've got to be in the moment. And you have to be in the moment. otherwise you fall off the mountain. Right. But what's so fascinating about the figure eight knot is that it, it it was the knot that tied me to my belayer. And so I never climbed alone. I wasn't one of those crazy climbers that did solo climbs. I always had a partner. So as I was climbing, the partner would pull the rope as I was coming going up so that they were they were like my safety line. So for us, the, the figure eight knot has so much meaning around trust, connection, and bond, um, community, because I think climbing – And support. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of clear communication and commands that's involved with it as well. And so when we were thinking about what kind of logo we wanted, we just started sharing stories and then Eileen kind of got curious what's this figure eight knot? And I said, well, you know, it's the strongest knot ever, uh, apparently. You know, they use it for sailing. It saves my life. It's about trust. And she's like, That sounds like what we want to (laughs) create like that's the kind of experience that you want to create within organizations within teams within ourselves so maybe we make that our logo and that was it and i love a
0: logo that makes people ask what it means Mm. because it sparks if you'll pardon the pun (laughs) this kind of conversation yes right which because it's about values this knot is about values for you mm-hmm. it sparks a conversation about values yes yes for
1: sure I noticed that spark is capitalized does it stand for something no,
2: I think that was. It's just.
1: Ah, it's yeah. like hands up. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how Eileen came
2: up with the name. I just remember, you know, when she was presenting this idea, she, she was so cute. She was. It was like she was pitching it, uh, like with some angel investors in the room. She had a PowerPoint presentation. This is so. She's very left brain and engineer and just very organized. I mean, she just keeps me together. So she does this presentation, and I remember her saying Spark Creations, and she goes, "We're going to create sparks in the world." I'm like. That's a perfect name. So I don't know. I think mm-hmm. that in the end, when we worked with a marketing person, they just made it all caps, and it's always been that way. But yeah, yeah maybe it's around like <laughs> <laughs> like all caps, right? We like we're, there's a lot of energy spark- behind it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. We want to spark yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Is it, I, I, as you're talking about sparks,
0: uh, what the picture I'm seeing in my mind is um, when when they're putting up the steel girders mm-hmm. in um, mm-hmm. in skyscrapers.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Uh, they they make huge amount of sparks, right. right? Right, and and but it's what creates the strength, the the inner structural strength of the building, right? Right,
1: and it's the forging True. of separate pieces together.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> but then you've also got this whole idea of sparks go out and and they create this sort of rain of fire, that um, that. Can, is the M, can can ignite something
2: else, right? So it 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 bounces along and ha- takes on a life of its own. Well, one of our slogans was "ignite one spark at a time," mm-hmm. and and we had this thought that if if I'm sparked, if I love myself, if I now am more self aware, then I'm going to be so excited to share it with the next person, and then that person's going to feel that and go, "Wow, I want to feel that as well." And so imagine mm-hmm. if you're a team or a leader and you're coming to work. Really excited, really inspired. You feel really good about yourself. You know how to manage your emotions and because you feel good and you know and you accept. There's an acceptance and love for yourself. That is contagious. People yeah. will want to, what's going on with that individual? I want whatever you're doing. Give that to me yeah. so I can feel that confidence mm. as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We even see it in just the people that we like spending time with. Mm-hmm. The ones that are contributing to our energy rather than those that are pulling away. Yes. We might not be thinking about it in those ways, but it's like, I'm drawn to this person is really the same kind of thing, right? Yes, yes. That I'm receiving something mm-hmm. here that feels good for me.
2: For sure. Yeah. Their energy is different. When yeah, you are grounded, so. yeah. just the, like the two of you when you're <laughs> grounded, that's how mm-hmm. I feel. And I feel mm-hmm. really comfortable here right now with both of you because I feel there is that love and there's that groundedness and that's you know and that, that intention right and that the intention, intention
0: mm-hmm. the intention to be um like within within an organization within a group within a team that intention to be inclusive yes to be supportive yes to grow together to learn from one another that
2: y- it's palpable
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? Yes for sure for sure for sure. I mean when we talk about um, where we are today people always ask what we do and uh, we, we still say sometimes that we're a training and development organization just because people don't understand if if I say we're elevating life experiences at work. Um, we happen to do it in a, in a way that's in a training space facilitating conversations mm-hmm. but at the end of the day it's the same whether it's an individual a team and organization we want you to be able to articulate or uncover who you are so you could show up the best way possible. Mm. Same as a company. If a company doesn't know who they are and what they stand for, then it gets confusing with yeah. the world. Then yeah. they attract people that they maybe are not supposed to attract. and Then everybody doesn't have that connection. And then we waste money, we waste time. Yeah. Um, but if the person knows who they are, the company knows who they are, and they've communicated that mm-hmm. effectively, that's a match made
1: in heaven. Yeah, for sure. Talk about p- performance management systems right yeah <laughs> and it feels like it's time for your second song sure yeah so your second song is oh fly on by coldplay could you tell us why have you heard of the song i don't know that i have i live i've listened to a lot of coldplay though so i might recognize it as soon as it starts playing i might just not know the name
2: yeah so i love coldplay and I didn't know this when uh, I started listening to them, but they're all about love. And so this song, when I, when I heard him talk about it, he said it's about unconditional love. So when you see birds flying, flying on, it's like maybe a reminder of people in your life that it's just kind of this ongoing. You're always surrounded by love.
1: Oh, Okay. <sighs> Let's take a listen to this, and we will be back in the studio with Laurie Coquera in just a few minutes. Welcome back to Essential Conversations where we are talking with Lori Coquera of Spark Creations and Company Incorporated. We were just listening to um, uh, Coldplays, Oh Fly On. As I said your business name, I suddenly flash back to like the electric company. <laughs> I don't know, like the kids show and then I was like, No, no, we're back out. Stay in the moment. Stay here. <laughs> Like pulling up the songs, seeing the images. Well, we
0: wanted to talk about Yes, so so that's perfect. It's
1: perfect. I wanted to ask you, so we've been talking, um, going into great detail and depth about your creations now and where you came from, like in the HR world and the changes happening around us in society right now. But I want to go back even farther. Like what was there in little Lori, Mm -hmm. your essence that's been there since you were young, Mm -hmm. that is so very much a part of what you're doing today?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. So when I went through that uh, divorce and started to learn more about who I who I was or who I am, uh, uncovering those values and purpose, uh, there's always times when you reflect on a, on your history, your personal history, and and maybe a memory when you had when you were young. And I, I did some meditation and. Realized there was a time when I was six years old when we had just moved from Edmonton So I actually was born in Winnipeg then we moved to Edmonton and then Edmonton to Vancouver in 1980 And I went to school and I was really excited. It was my first day at a new school, and now before that, I've always been that kid that was always a friendly kid. So it was the kid that even would welcome new kids. So I'm thinking, someone's gonna welcome me too, I'm right? mm. a new kid at the school. Uh, so the teacher, you know, introduces me at the front, and you know, we, I sit down, and then uh, recess comes along, and I recognize some of these girls that were in my class. So when I when I went outside to the playground, I said, "Hey, can I play with you?" And they just looked at me and turned around. And I remember, remember the feeling, feeling sad and mm. feeling lonely and isolated or like, what's wrong with me? Like, what did I, what did I do? But I, I guess I didn't know. I mean, I, I had to sort of do some reflection on what that meant. And I think what's happened now is what it fuels me. And I didn't know at the, at the time that I don't want anyone to ever feel that they don't matter. Mm. And. So for me, it's about ensuring that everyone I connect with feels seen, heard, and cared for. And part of that is my purpose statement. My purpose statement is to live wow and love completely. Part of that is living wow moments. Wow moments doesn't always have to be happy moments. It could be like I called off my wedding, I quit my job, and I started a new business. It's like things that make you go wow because you're doing things that are uncomfortable And makes you scary so that you're living, you know, uh, um, adventure, exploration type of life. And then the love completely is a reminder to love myself, but love others um, as well. So, yeah, that was the thing, the moment um, that really makes me and fuels me every day. God, I'm
0: just absorbing that because I I have a, I I went through a similar experience like Mm -hmm. that um, when I changed schools. I was older than you. But I remember having exactly the same kinds of feelings of how could anybody do this, not just to me, but how could anybody do this to someone else? Yeah. And, and it was well, within just a couple of years of that that I had this realization that um, you've got to be feeling pretty scared to do that to someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that so there's that coming back in so much of, because you were saying you're either working from love or you're working from fear,
3: mm-hmm.
0: that, that the more we can do to keep people, to, to help people to facilitate that love, aspect of their lives, which was just what we were talking about in this
2: last Coldplay song, right? For sure. And you know what? Those kids probably didn't even know, right? No, they no, they no, no, didn't no. know, and I know now that it was probably fear, a new person's yeah. in their school, but yeah. at the time, when you're a kid, I mean, that's why oh, yeah. bullying uh, at school and in the workplace is, is such a big um, topic for me, yeah. because personally, I felt... That's what I experienced mm-hmm. as well as through high school mm-hmm. and in the workplace. I actually had a, a moment there where where I was disrespected. And it actually happens. There oh, are, it the, does. Oh, there's a Canadian yeah. statistics that five out of ten actually experience bullying on a weekly basis. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that scary? Yeah. It's,
1: yeah. Uh, that's, that's some of the work I do with Red Cross mm. is around that specific area. Mm. So I'm hearing you. And uh, so much of it is about lack- lacking the the empathy lacking the thought process where we're taking it to what kind of impact is this having on the other people around me? what does it feel like to be in another person's shoes? Yeah, And it sounds like the the. but how can we do that if we're not really even being in our shoes, right? <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. so much of what we us. do is is that whole mask thing. Yes. It's just about trying to fit in, right? Mm-hmm. In another way. Or to feel strong enough or to feel good enough. And so in that, that is still a vulnerable state of being. And in that vulnerable state of being we it's very easy yeah. to hurt other people mm-hmm. while we're trying to feel strong enough, while we're trying to feel good enough. Mm-hmm. And until we can own that on our own without Waiting for it from other people. How are we going to then stand tall and, and and pull other people in?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? I, I, I there was a study um, I can't remember, but it was one of the talks that Simon Sinek had, and he was saying that when people are unhappy at work, which is like seventy four percent is experiencing an energy crisis right now, they don't realize that when they come home, unconsciously this is being passed onto their kids so when kids start to act up and then start to bully at school it's because something is happening at home that even the parents they think they're trying to hide it i'm just going to put a good face on pretend that i had a good day because i don't want my family to know but then they're quieter or you know they still these kids are little sponges oh they feel the energy babies you know everyone they we're all connected so even if you're not saying it they can feel it. And then they don't know what to do with that energy. You could be standing at a bus stop and you're happy-go-lucky and all of a sudden someone's energy is like negative and you're like, oh,
1: why am I irritable now? <laughs> it happens. Absolutely. It's like being covered in spiderwebs. Yeah. Yeah. I call yeah. it icky dust. <laughs> I icky dust. No more icky dust. <laughs> yeah. So we've just got a few more minutes here. I'd love for you to give a, sh- uh, give a shout out or, or request contact from anybody that you might be looking to hear from.
2: For sure. Well, one of the things that I wanted to share that we're really excited about um, for 2019 is that we're finally and officially going to uh, share a Spark Ambassadors program. And what that looks like is we realize that like, we always get requests to, sh- to share our workshops. And we do a lot of it by volunteer because for us, we're an open source. We just want to get the message out there, make it as easy as possible, even with the materials that we share within our leadership programs and culture programs. It's there and, and, and done in a way so that you then can then take it to your team. We're, we you know It's not about us holding on to the information. Get it out as fast as we can. So the ambassador program is a way for us to share the message even more. So we're going to be inviting eight companies to uh, nominate someone from their company that would want to be part of this program. It's our give back, so it's completely free, but they would be in a program for 6 to 8 months learning what we do so that they can then share it within the organization and or with the community. So that's our give back and that's going to be for next year. So really excited about that and what a great opportunity for whoever is this culture people person that's within the organization to bring back some of the work that we do. I love that (laughs) reference. We're open source. Yeah, we're open source. We share everything. And that came out of
0: the computer world, right? Mm -hmm. That reference to open source. I Mm -hmm. love it. Now, the people who would go into this program... are you choosing amongst people who have already
2: participated in your program no this is going to be open to the public i mean if they yeah. we're probably going to get a lot of people that have taken our retreats before or any mm-hmm. of our, our you know corporate clients they're already on board in yeah, a way yeah they're they're probably on board so but we invite anyone to to join any any new company that we haven't even worked with or if anyone is just curious about wanting to elevate the life experience at work um, a lot of the conversation is about creating a culture of belonging that's the type of work that we do let's just have a conversation and see where you're at and that's the most important thing is is you know we're here and let's just start the conversation
1: yeah that's so awesome thank you so much for joining us today it's awesome mm-hmm. so i've tweeted out your website anybody actually been pulling quotes and everything all day long well not all day long all, <laughs> all hour, hour long <laughs> 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 you can find us and find those links at uh, on twitter at essential Conv. that's spelled essence t-i-a-l-c-o-n-v um, do you want to tell people who are just might be in the car or listening on the radio how to get in contact with you?
2: Yeah, they can just go to our website, which you you, you already mentioned. It's sparkcreationsinc.com. dot com, and uh, yeah, all the information is there. And happy to to hear it. And we have a Facebook and LinkedIn and all of that. Feel free to LinkedIn with
1: me as well. I'm uh, I, I'm always on there. So. Awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much, Laurie. Thank you. Luca, do you have anything that's coming up soon that you want to let people know about? Uh, Yeah,
0: on the 29th, I'm going to do my um, channeled reading for 2019. So this will be, I think, the fourth annual one. Yeah, it's but where he works. I know. know. Began, but I, I'm able to say that this is a, an annual thing. Um, so what I do in that circle is um, about a half an hour reading for the coming year. And then I go around the circle and I do individual readings for all the people in the circle. So um, the information about that will be um, is already on my website and, and people can register that way. That's for here in
1: Vancouver. That's awesome. All right. And I wonder, until next week what's around the corner. Essential Conversations is brought to you courtesy
0: of Luca Halleck's Power Sorcerer. And Rebecca Mears, Certified Coach. Increase your awareness, expand your options, empower yourself. Luca can be reached at
1: www.lucahallux.com. I light the fires that light a thousand more. Connect with Rebecca at catchingfire.ca. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, ah, uh, ah.
0: Uh, uh. Happy, 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 happy boing 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 in